All right, would you rather take a billion dollars or have your Oh wait, you you either you get you get a billion you get a billion dollars, but your hands are sticky forever? That's would you it? take That's that deal? Whole... Yeah. Yeah, I would, and I'll tell you what, Ryan. I'd wear gloves, dumbass. Yeah, but your hands are going to be stuck to the gloves. I, don't I think give a fuck. I have a billion dollars. If I cut off my hands and replace them with bionic hands, are those hands sticky? Yeah, dude, it just sucks all around. You know, you always get, you got glue. All, ask Mark Glubin. <laughs> There's no way that was premeditated, is there? Bill Tapes. Warren Stuckett, even. What? Whoa. Good lord, dude. Don't just do that. You're going to make us look bad. Yeah. You know, you, you could have been whipping that shit out the whole time you were on this podcast and you waited this long. Mark Glubin, you're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to episode 37 and 99100. I am your ho ho host, Sparky Shelton. And I am your. Please, sir, can we stop working? The factory is cold, <laughs> host Tino Mickens. And I'm Ryan. Boys, I got a hot new game that's going to sweep the nation. Um, you know, a lot of people are uh, have gotten used to talking to their families remotely or are, are with their families long term, like I am. Um, and I think sometimes, uh, you know, when you're apart from somebody and then together, for a long time, you, you realize you got to come up with stuff to talk about. And I love fun games that you can play with the family. Uh, and I have one for you now. Do you boys want to hear it? Of course. Okay. I feel like whatever I say, you're going to tell me anyway. You're exactly right, my man. This is the hot new game. Wait until you see it on Ellen, because you know she's be, she's been stealing games from podcasts. It's called yeah. Reagan or Fagan. Reagan okay. or Fagan. It's where I give you a quote and you tell me whether it was said by the 36th president of the United States, Ronald Reagan. I'm just going to double check. 40th. My bad. No disrespect to, I guess, Nixon. Um, by the 40th president, Ronald Reagan. A little bit of disrespect to Nixon. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I could disrespect that guy all day. That's fair. That's fair. Or, so 40th president, Ronald Reagan, or longtime Steely Dan frontman, Donald Fagan. Are you guys ready to play? I am ready, but I just want to say it would have been much funnier if it was Fagan, the character from Oliver Twist. Um, Yeah, but I don't have a lot of quotes from him memorized, and I do have a lot of Donald Fagan quotes memorized so why do you have so many ronald reagan quotes oh i've got yeah, no i've got a you, page man? i've got a page of them here i use the internet I right typed it in. so you could have that you could have you could have done that for the fagan no quotes, but i huh? wanted i didn't want to have to switch between pages you see because that would be clunky okay why do you have so many donald fagan quotes memorized um that's really not the game we're playing right now tino and i also okay, think it's totally none of your business so uh, round one are you guys ready yes Okay. Yeah, I'm listening. He's not. I'm totally listening. The first the first one. The most terrifying words in the English language are I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Reagan or Fagan? I'm going Reagan. I'm going Fagan. Uh, that was a softball warm up. It was Ronald Reagan. 
Um, what? That was Ronald Reagan said that. Ronald Reagan. He said the gov. He said the government is scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like his whole thing. What a weirdo! I can see how that's a. I can see how that was a bit of a red herring question. That was not a softball by any means, but it was definitely not a fastball. I mean, it's an incredibly famous Ronald Reagan quote, up there with the most famous. Okay, so you do have Ronald Reagan quotes memorized. Oh, I mean that one. Sure, I probably could have given you, but um, I can't quote any president ever. Number two, are you ready? Kofifi. This is Randy Newman seemed like an even worse singer than me. Donald Fagan or Ronald Reagan? <laughs> that also sounds like a Reagan quote. That's Donald Fagan for sure. It is Donald Fagan for sure. We're tied at one. Impossible. Wonderful. Or did Tino get that one wrong? The first one wrong. Tino no, got I, that correct, I, but I think... I, uh. I got the first one wrong, but I got okay, this so one right. Okay, so it's one to one. Was the okay, one to one. Yeah. Ready? Uh... We have a duty to protect the life of an unborn child, Reagan or Fagan. I'm going Reagan, dude. Reagan all the way. I'm going Fagan. That was Ronald Reagan. That was, in fact, Ronald Reagan. Okay, see, that should have been the softball, because I was like, oh, no way that's Reagan. It's way too obvious. (laughs) No, that one, um, okay. Uh, uh, number, number three, I think we're on. My writing is really intuitive. As a kid, I went to school in New York, in New Jersey, and hung out in New York. So the way kids used to talk got into our earlier songs. Fagan or Reagan? I don't even know how you got that Reagan quote. That sounds so <laughs> like private. Reagan or Fagan? Obviously that's Donald, Reagan. That's Donald Fagan. That is, in fact, Donald Fagan. Ridiculous. I don't think Sparky. I don't think you get how this game is supposed to be it's supposed to be hard it's supposed to be hard you're supposed to get quotes <laughs> you're supposed to get quotes that sound like they're being said by oh the other person, i see not i see i see <laughs> yeah um hold on here i'll pull a i'll pull a difficult one i'll pull a difficult one um how many wait how many do you oh, have like a uh, <laughs> uh a thousand um here's one here's one that either of them could say um can we... Anthemic rock music is inherently fascist. Anything intended to move huge masses of people is politically offensive to me. <laughs> Reagan or Fagan? Well, Ronald Reagan was against the communists, so I'm going Reagan. Ever heard of Reaganomics? <laughs> I'm going Fagan. It is Donald Ever Fagan. Ever heard of Fagan comics? It is Donald Fagan, and that's a very... I'm happy. I'm happy that one. Um, yeah, I think you're right, Tino. I think the problem... Uh, with this game that I probably should have realized when I first planned it a couple weeks ago was Donald Fagan and Ronald Reagan, even though their names sort of sound similar, they're in fact like really fundamentally different people. Um, And I think that's a lesson that we can all sort of ruminate on going into the new year. What was the score, by the way? Uh, I wasn't counting. Speaking of not counting the score, our movie this week was the 1999 classic math rock film... October Sky, based on the novel. And they're like, that's what math rock sounds like. You know, like Jack Black or Elton John in School of Rock. Yeah, School of Rock was about math rock, right? Freddie on guitar goes, and people are like, yeah. And then Jimmy on the drums was like, you know, yeah. 
So anyways. anyway, I think uh, that's yeah. enough talk about Jack Black <laughs> and the night. Two, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 2004 School of Rock. I would guess 2007. 2003. I was so close. Ooh, congrats, boy. buddy. Thank you, bud. And that's not our movie this week. That's is it? not. That is not our movie this week. It's a couple years too late, unfortunately. It would have fit in, I think, with what we've nice one. I think it would fit in, but a movie that's already in by nature of being released when it was released was October Sky, the Homer Hickam story. Mm. Um, and the Donnie Darko prequel, if you'll believe it. Oh, I see. Sure. Sure. So um, the movie is based on a book called Rocket Boys, which is an anagram for October Sky. If you're if you're curious. It's an anagram. Oh, that's smart. I never, I never made that connection in my head before. Yeah, yeah, but I did, and that's the sort of analysis that I bring. Um, I have a lot of thoughts about this movie. I have seen this. This is, I think, one of the first movies that we've seen that I had seen multiple times before. I don't think that there was another movie that I watched before this podcast. Come to think of it, now that I'm thinking about it. I don't think there was one. You started watching movies because of the pod? I think that's probably the right conclusion. I definitely didn't see Superstar. So, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see any of them. Dang. So this is this is the first the first uh, revisit of my career as a podcaster. What about you guys? Have gotcha. you guys seen this one before? Yeah, many a time. I'd even seen it in school a few times and i have the more interesting answer which is that i have not seen the movie but i saw a musical version of the movie at the old globe is that true it is 100 percent. was true. it good yes. you know what it was pretty fucking enjoyable oh. if you like musicals that's, it was pretty that's good 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 for them but they got mm. sued they got sued actually because the real life guy who it's about homer hickam uh, was like, hey, uh, you guys don't actually have permission to make this. I only gave you permission to make the movie. And oh, also wow. at the time he was working on his, yeah, I know, drama. And he was working on his own musical of the book at the time. And he was like, you guys literally did this because I was working on a musical to take all the shine, all the light from me. It's amazing to me that he thought he could make a musical about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too. Um, but, you know, he wrote a book. So how hard could it be? I mean, what is music but just True. sound words? Whoa. <laughs> right? Hard hitting. Whoa. Sound words. I'm pretty sure that was like what a, a collection. Pretty sure that's like a weird 70s freeform poetry album that's just called Sound Words. <laughs> anyway, so the movie yeah. begins aptly with a town of Colwood, West Virginia, looking up at the October sky where Sputnik the uh the uh the russian the russian probe flying over the, their little town at dusk and they can see it flying over there and uh homer hickam played by uh gake gillenhall gake gillenhall i think i'm pronouncing that right um yeah i think you got it uh is super psyched about it he really wants to build rockets now um and and that that he does by uh, and his first attempt is not great because he blows up his mom's fence because 
the ding the ding dingus doesn't know how rockets work <laughs> yet spoiler. yet spoiler yeah he basically put a pipe bomb he put a pipe bomb on the fence and he blew it up yeah he, this was an act of terror by this boy i'm gonna let my dog out real quick you guys keep talking all right, so, yeah, this guy almost kills himself and all of his friends. So what he does is he sort of finds the nerd from school, and he's like, hey, do you know about rockets? And the nerd's like, of course, I suck. And then Jake Gyllenhaal is like, yeah, well, I need you to tell me everything about rockets. And they sort of do a little montage, the first the first of several, yeah. I would say. Yeah, it's, it's, where, it's set to, the, it's in the way that you use it. And they're doing math, and they're high-fiving. It's in the way that you use... You know that one? Yeah. Could I make a request that Ryan pays attention and stops looking at his phone? <laughs> this is important. This is so important, I am paying attention. You just gotta... You just gotta bear with me on this one, buddy. Okay. What's important? Uh, that's for me to know and you to find out, pal. Excuse me? What does that mean? How could that possibly be the truth? That's classified information. Is it though? Prob- he's probably just he's probably just jacking off. <laughs> this guy's on Pornhub right now. <laughs> nothing, nothing like uh, nothing like talking with the boys and getting my business done. He's speechless. Yeah, you're, the truth. The truth shocked him. The truth shocked him to silence. Yeah, no, not jerking off. <laughs> Still paying attention to the film. Or the the podcast about the film, rather. So uh, he blows up the fence, makes a pipe bomb. It's played for laughs, but he could have died. He could have died. There were a lot of moments in this movie that I realized he could have died. Um, <laughs> so many times. There's quite <laughs> a, a few. pretty lucky guy. Pretty lucky, lucky guy. Uh, uh, and and his dad is the boss of this coal mine in this coal town. And he's like, I don't like this. I don't like this rocket stuff. You're born a coal miner, you'll die a coal miner at like 63. Um, You'll die in the mines, my son. I love you and I'm going to kill you with stones. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's from the Bible, right? (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's like Luke 23. You were a good son. I mean, I will kill you with stones. And so he did. No, because he didn't die, which is pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. He, uh, uh, oh, he's learning. He's learning, um, from Quentin and doing his own little research. He's collecting, um, uh, he's collecting, you know, scrap metal. Um, he's got his boys, Odell and, uh, what's the other one's name? Roy, Roy Joy? Lee. Roy Lee. Roy Lee. Yeah. Roy Lee. Lee. Roy, it's Roy Lee. Lee. <laughs> it's Roy Lee. <laughs> it's bloody royally <laughs> you know fun fact about quentin actually though sure his he he plays the shermanator in all of the american pie movies but then sherman odell existed in this movie and like all they had to do was flip the casting and it would have just lined up chronologically for his the rest of his acting career i don't understand what words you just said yeah you kind of lost me so like you got Quentin, the actor, right? Okay. The actor who plays Quentin. Sure. Yeah. And he plays he the Shermanator. Pl- he plays the Shermanator in all of the American Pie movies. Sure. So this is and a movie this... about pie? So this is a prequel to American Pie is exactly. what you're telling me? 
Exactly. Then where's Eugene Levy? And where's all the in pie the in Donnie mines. Darko? Because I'm watching Donnie Darko and I don't see a single pie. <laughs> I, I, that is a really good point. If those three movies, I think, I think once this podcast mercifully ends, we should do a podcast that links the Donnie Darko, Rocket Boys, uh, American Pie cinematic universes. Well, Sparky, you got a year to plan that out, so well, more uh, than a year. I'll, yeah, I'll, two, two years. I'll get on it. I'll get on it. Um, so he he's been building these rockets. He's inspired by his teacher, played by Laura Dern. He doesn't he doesn't pay attention to the women that are throwing themselves at him? Yeah, because he's, he's all he's, about he's, the he's, rockets. He's got, yeah, he's he's like Gary V. He's like, I don't work in my twenties. I don't work when I was fifteen. Or I don't I don't fuck people when I'm fifteen. I don't fuck people oh, when I'm God. twenty. I don't drink. I don't drive. <laughs> All I do is work, work, work until he's thirty five and yelling at young kids to do the same thing. Fucking Gary Vaynerchuk. Who is this? Who's this guy? You guys don't know who Gary V is? No. <laughs> well, that who's you this know? Go shit. into more detail. Please tell me about this. <laughs> he's, a, he's another sticky billionaire, bro. Please he's tell just me. Sticking up all that money. He's a rich guy. Yeah, he's just some rich guy who like got his wine company to be worth like a couple hundred million dollars and now he's one of those dudes who's like a a motivational speaker but he's like cool and hip about it and he's like yeah i don't i don't see i don't see why people have to work when they're over 35 oh okay so he's an asshole yeah (laughs) so he's the worst guy and he's like i didn't work or i didn't play around in my 20s all i did from 20 to 30 was work i went to work 12 hours a day. So he's like this grind until you get it sort of guy. But also a part of it exactly. is a part of it is abstinence. Am I tracking that correctly? Bro, that guy's never jerked off in his life. That's for sure. <laughs> That's a, uh, don't don't mess with me here. That's a part of his thing. No, no, not not really. Oh. I mean, I don't I, it might Because be. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I think if the abstinence only like lobby knew what was good for it i think like a crazy rich motivational speaker who swears a lot might be one of the more effective ways to get people not to have sex when they're young we should pitch that i have some we should pitch that i have some okay <laughs> yeah fuck you constantine go, You're no, not go ahead Tino. i have some gary v quick facts just from the very beginning of his wikipedia article okay that i find both very interesting first of all the man was born Gennady Vaynerchuk, which I oh, think is a much cooler name. That is a name. much better. That is a much better uh, uh, name. I don't know why John he would F. change Gennady. it. The yeah, second, me. the second thing is that this man is the CEO of Vayner Media, which is a subsidiary of a company called Vayner X. How is he not also the CEO <laughs> of Vayner X? He got ousted because his his dad, his parents, dude, they existed. Oh. Oh, so yeah. he's, he's like he's like the son of a rich person. Well, that's the thing. I don't know because like I think he got his money from like working for his parents' wine company or some shit and got that going. Oh my gosh, but... that's I hate this man so much. Yeah, he seems like a clod. <laughs> yeah. I have I have a follow up game uh, to Reagan or Fagan, which is Gary V or Donald Fagan. Um, you're gonna have to a- answer whether this was said by Gary V or Donald Fagan. Donald Fagan. Okay. Final answer. Developing your personal brand is the same thing as living and breathing your resume. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Oh, <laughs> what a terrible, what a terrible, but you got to answer. You got to answer. You guys got to answer. That was a Reagan for sure. <laughs> I was know my Nixon? presidents. Was that Nixon? That, that was Gary V. Um, oh, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm not going to keep going with that bit. What a terrible, what a terrible life. I don't want to, you know, I don't. So I'm going to break this down. I know we're supposed to be talking about Homer Hickam, but this is is my entire brain. Gary V is the 2020 version of Homer Hickam. Developing your personal brand is the same thing as living and breathing your resume. Is that what's supposed to be the good one and what's supposed to be the bad one? Like no, they're both. No, those good. are both supposed to be good things. Those are both supposed, supposed to be, to be good things. They're synonyms. It says it's the same thing. Wow. But he's saying you need to develop a proper personal brand. For instance, he okay. met up and got he he met up with the backpack kid. Where's backpack kid now? Just making some fucking TikToks or some shit. Where did he start? On stage with Katy Perry with a backpack on flossing. I don't remember this even a little bit. You know what's dumb? You live in like a different world than me, Ryan. Like, what is your internet like? What do you mean? I've never heard of Backpack Kid or Gary V up to this moment. Well, Sparky, that's because you live in the South. Oh, I see. Yeah, bro, we already found out from this movie that people who live in the South fucking hate the world. (laughs) Except Cole. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I have some thoughts about the South in regards to this movie. Um, but we should probably well, keep talking of this about movie, it. So a bunch of stuff happens. He gets the guy fired because from the from the from the metal shop because he helps him weld the rocket. Right, they're welding you mean the Peter rocket. Peter Parker's landlord from Spider Man. Uh, oh man, you are on fire today. Absolutely on fire. Yeah, he's sorry. He's, he's the he's the landlord from Spider Man. How do you remember yeah, Tobey Maguire's a... landlord? <laughs> how on how what? do you know that? Why do you know that? I remember there being, like, when is there a landlord in a Spider-Man movie? (laughs) When does Spider-Man pay rent? (laughs) Spider-Man 2. And then he has that cute little Russian girl make him cookies. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, hold on. I think I do remember that. Uh, You know, I was on Ryan's side for a second, but I think Sparky is right. You live in another world, though. You live in, like, a different universe where there's different things that have happened. It's because you guys aren't working hard enough. Oh, that's probably true. That's probably I'm true. not living or breathing my resume. <laughs> I don't even know what my personal brand is. Why do I need one? You don't, Sparky. Sick. Yeah, you don't at all. You saying that, you don't need it. Sick. Um, so, the yeah, the vaguely foreign guy who works in the machine shop is sent down into the coal mines uh, because he was helping his... Um, he was helping Homer weld stuff and, uh, and, um, so they, they're building these rockets, they're building them, uh, making them go good and fast. Um, there's a scene where they need a binder for their fuel, uh, and they want it to be pure alcohol. And, um, uh, so they go find some guy who makes moonshine, um, and uh, and get it from him, mm-hmm. and it works. No more bubbles could in the been, propellant. Could have been a much longer and more fun scene. It was kind of quickly skated over. You know, they just sort of went, and then it happened, and they left. Yeah, I mean, I think moonshine guys aren't really as interesting as their moonshine. 
in the long run. Mm. Um, that's just a little bit of Southern wisdom for you. You got any more they for us? They did walk out love... drunk, though. Exactly. It seemed like they were having a good time in there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You got to laugh. You got to laugh with your moonshine guy. <coughs> Otherwise, they're going to think God you're a narc. bless you, Ryan. But, uh, Spunky, do you have any more Southern wisdom for us? I would love to hear some little tidbits. I don't know if I have any wisdom. I do have some choice Southern sayings that I've picked up over the years of living in the South. Lay them on me. Well, some of them are situational. One of my favorites is uh, I played poker with a guy um, I knew from college and his dad, Bubba Kane. Uh, Bubba was the dad. Brad was the son. And Brad and another friend of ours was trying to put together a a poker table. And Bubba Kane nudged me and said, um, you ever seen two monkeys try to fuck a football? Um, Where the fuck would he have seen that in the South? (laughs) Where are their monkeys? (laughs) I think it's like saying it was a metaphor. Why are there tigers in the South? You know, there's tigers everywhere in the South. They got them at Clemson. They got them at Auburn. They got them at. uh, I see. I see. I see. But uh, that's the that's the big one. Is um is you ever seen two monkeys try to fuck a football? I know a lot of um I know a lot of Talladega slang. Uh, Talladega, where there's a motor speedway. Um, if you go there, you, you. most communication is more like contextual and like tonal um, because it's usually like the same four sort of phrases used over and over again. Um, there's the roll tide, obviously. Raise hail, praise Dale. Um, Dale being Dale Earnhardt Sr. Uh, of course, in, in non-accented speech, hell and Dale don't rhyme. So you got to get those, got to get those slam on top of each other. Um, and then there's always uh, drive fast, eat ass. That's the other one. So th- that's sort I love of the... how they're so like. I love oh, how they're so sexually open down there. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. A very liberated place. That's my southern wisdom. <laughs> southern wisdom. Southern wisdom. This has been brought to you by the Public Access Channel. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what KPBS stood for. You've you've been so lights out, and the best you could come up with was the public access. I forgot what PBS stood for. Public Broadcast Service <laughs> station. So Homer Hickam. Homer, Homer Hickam. Hickam. He's he's and making his friends these are rockets. working on these. They're making these rockets, and they're getting a little bit better every single time. You know, they're figuring out the nozzle. They're getting a little following of people from around town who will come around and watch them sure. launch these rockets. They're, they find a new guy in the metal shop who is willing to help them uh, with the rockets. That's and right. And somehow not get fired. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's becoming, a, you know, people are starting to notice it. So the, the teacher says, hey, you should enter this science fair, boys, with your little rocket. And uh, they're thinking, oh, no, no, it's impossible. We're not smart enough. We're not good enough. We're not cool enough for this science fair. Right. But but they they do it. One day, a bunch of people gather, including Homer Hickam's crush, who is dating the mm. football captain. Yeah. Yikes. Oof. And they're, they're all there. They're all gathered around. And this rocket launches halfway to heaven, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. It gets going in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody called Ben Affleck and Matt Damon from the last movie Dogma because they're about to get a rocket. You know, halfway at least. And also, somebody <laughs> call nine one one because Homer's fire burning up the forest. He starts. 
<laughs> a wildfire. Yeah, so... He's <laughs> so proud of that one. He's talking to his crush outside the school, and, and out, who walks out of the front front door front door of the school? 5-0. 12. Whoop, whoop. There's the sound of the police. The old copper stoppers. And they're like, hey, are you, are you Homer know? Hickam? You're going to jail for fire crimes. Uh, mm. And... Um, and that sort of puts a a, a a a dampening on their whole rocket building experience. And then not long after that, uh, there's a um, there's a collapse at the mine. There's a mine collapse. Everybody's really worried. And and who died? Who's dead? What's happening? Uh, and and none other than um, than what's his face, the uh, vaguely uh, foreign guy who uh, was in the machine shop and ended up in the coal mine to get uh money for his family in estonia and he he died yeah poor guy dude and his dad was hurt his dad uh supposedly saved the lives of 12 men and uh and he's hurt um and uh and homer's got to go into the mine to pick up the slack to to make sure that uh to make sure that his family can get fed and pay for the surgery for his dad's eye, because otherwise he would have lost the That's eye. That's correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, so the days of the Rocket Boys supposedly gone. Rest in peace to a real one. Amen. But that that's not where the movie ended. No, come on. Come you on. Really that, you go you on, dumb, come you on. dumb child. You dumb child. You know nothing of the world. And frankly, your mother hates you too. So, yeah, that's I can confirm that. Um. So, uh, uh, what happens after that, guys? Uh, he Homer's in the mines. You know, he's mining away, getting strong. He's uh hanging out with his buddies during his lunch break. Yeah, and then, um, somehow he gets like all motivated and whatnot, and then he's like, "I'm gonna do some maths real quick." Some quick maps, if you will. Mm. Um, he finds out two plus two does in fact equal four. So he goes <laughs> to Quentin's house. He goes to Quentin's house. Yeah. And uh, they get some string. They measure out the distance that he did some maths on. And in fact, their rocket that started the fire didn't start the fire. No, it didn't. Oh. It landed face down, nose down in the river creek thing because there was wind from the west. And it landed in the east, baby. Mm-hmm. And they take this evidence to the police. And the police are like, well, shit. <laughs> you guys didn't start a fire. And they pull out this big-ass fucking thing that's shot out of an airplane. And the principal's like, I know what that is. That's an aircraft flare. And they're all like, what? okay, so you knew what it was <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> that is sort of why, a big plot hole of the movie. Is They didn't just show the kids what it was and say is this your rocket and they would have been like no and movie over movie over mm. but that's the that's the kick that's the kick um that they needed that homer needed he said dad i'm not going back into the mine i'm gonna build rockets no. like a real man i'm not going i'm not going back into the mine and and he, he, the young jake gyllenhaal does some good scream acting and he's oh boy does he act huh Ryan, what do you think? He what, sure is good. What did you think of his scream acting, Ryan? I want to get your professional opinion. 
Uh, well, I found that his ability to convey his emotions through screaming and elevated voice mm. uh, was Oscar-worthy. Okay. I thought the young Hall really showed his true colors. Um, and it really, he just out, that's, that's, that's the makings of a star right there. You know, he really outshone his co- co-actors on that one i'm um, his co-stars if you will i'm impressed that you could say so many words offering so little value <laughs> isn't that what everyone in hollywood does they're like yeah. oh burn in your whole face Got the em. whole city get God flamed um anyway uh so so he builds this rocket and he's building it and um and they go to the science fair. They go to the science fair, and uh, uh, and their their inspiration, Miss um, Riley, uh, who's played by Laura Dern, um, is uh, she is sick. She's got Hodgkins, and uh, and she's mm. she's she's so proud of them, but she's very sick, uh, and um, uh. But but Homer goes. Homer goes to the. They all go to their science fair. They win the local one. No no. Only they sent. Oh, they do the local and then, one. Yeah, and then they win. And then they win. So they go to the national one. And in the national one, Homer goes by himself to see what Indianapolis is all about. And uh, he comes back with a pretty gold medallion with a win in the science fair and a whole host of scholarship offers. First place, baby. Um, yeah. So the other subplots are the uh, Homer's love interest. I don't. Did you guys catch what actually happened there? Um, I don't know how it concluded. No, there was the one girl that was dating the captain of the football team, oh, and yeah. then his older brother, who got a scholarship for football to right. college, ended up stealing his girl. So Homer goes outside and sits on the car, and the girl approaches him, and she's like, hey, Homer, let me suck your dick real quick. Oh. So they get in the car, it starts raining, and then <laughs> and then the explosion at the factory happens, mm. so they're like, ah, oh, never mind, cut it short. Um, and then he makes, or like, they end up together at the end of the movie. I don't recall i think the other girl was still with his older brother and then the captain of the football team can get fucked somewhere i don't know um so that was that then the other side plot we have was the development of lee's abusive father which we don't really get a conclusion that Um, that brings up a really interesting point because that that line that first interaction where they were just arrested uh uh homer's dad is taking him home from the police station and sees Odell or Roy Roy Lee just getting just getting his face whooped by his drunk uh, stepfather, and his actual father was killed in the mine, and um, and uh, this sparked one of the weirder subplots that I didn't catch the first couple times I'd seen this, which is just like really wildly anti-union sentiment. I don't know if you guys caught yeah. this. Did you guys did you guys did. notice how whack that was? <laughs> It was, they treated the union like it was like a revolutionary army trying to destroy the city. It or was insane. So the first the first thing that sparked that off is as as Homer's dad was walking away from threatening uh from threatening Roy Lee's dad, uh, uh Roy Lee is yells, "I'm reporting you to the union," and and Homer's dad 
turns the camera in a hero shot, walking away like Vin Diesel walking away from an explosion. And he just goes, to hell with you and your union. And he's the good guy. Uh, and then and then there's a whole other thing where the, uh, the dad is super upset at the union because they're going to strike even though the union, or even though the coal mine is like, they're going to make huge layoffs and uh, the company wants to shut the mine down. And Homer's dad is so upset at the union. They're so upset that he's calling him greedy, calling him like uh, sons of bitches a lot. So sons of bitches quite a few times. And uh, and mm-hmm. they finally do strike. Um, and the the resolution of the movie, the resolution of the strike literally came down to... Uh, he, they Homer's dad resolved the strike so that the guy who worked for him could make him a new display nozzle for the science fair, which means that the that the literally the only thing stopping the strike demands from being met was just Homer's dad. Mm-hmm. And and I also want to point out this is a company that this dad is defending even though it's a company that literally would not pay him for an accident, pay his medical bills for an accident that happened in their minds and were so abusive that they they had to put his own son into the mine to cover the medical expense. That is that is insane to put that in context like that. Yeah. It is whack. Totally whack. I don't know what, what your deal is, movie. It's also weird that the that the writers of the movie and probably everybody working on the movie were represented by very strong unions. The actors, mm. the writers, the grips. Crazy. Crazy stuff, huh? Maybe it's supposed to be, I mean, I think it's supposed to be like character development for the dad or whatever, right? Yeah. Like maybe unions are okay. Well, he never says the unions are okay. It does not happen that way. Nah. (laughs) That would be a, a a wild tonal turn at the end where they're watching the last rocket go up. He says, son, I'm proud of you. I also came to realize that unions are a building block of good labor relations in this country and demonizing them only and selling them out only made me more vulnerable to attacks in the future. I'm sorry, son. And I'm sorry, United Coal Workers, Local 133. That's going to be in the re-edit once the cultural <laughs> Marxists take over. I'm telling you. Once Bernie wins in 2024, it's going to be a re-release banning all anti-union sentiment. I got a quick uh, Miller High. Are we done with the movie? I got a mm-hmm. Miller Highlight. I'm ready for okay, it. Okay, this is my Miller Highlight, the sh- my Miller Highlight, the Champagne of Bits, um, which is that in order to fund their supplies for these rockets, mm-hmm. what the boys do is that they slowly dismantle <laughs> an abandoned railroad yeah. track, selling it piece by piece for money. And frankly, I mean, that's illegal, right? There's no way that's illegal and okay. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. It seems insane to me. I can't imagine just taking apart like state funded infrastructure and getting away with it like that. These days, are you it's, kidding me? It's the fifties, dude. You got, Relax. you got nothing to worry it's about the in the fifties. You just got to worry it's about the, the 50s, Joneses next door. Dude. And is your wife sleeping with the milkman? I think she is. And that's why I'm so worried about this train track, because I'm diverting my thoughts, okay? 
Do you think being a milkman who regularly has affairs with clientele, like, gets gets to be exhausting at some point? No, it's probably, like, the sickest life <laughs> well, ever. Well, I think being the milkman was the side job, and being the milkman <laughs> was the there real you hustle. Go. But, like... Back. So it's uh, as for this as the far as the stereotypes go, right? Milkman shows up at the door. Oops, uh, robe mm. slips open. My husband's not home. You know, uh, they do the mm, dance. Of course, we all know it. That happens. So you're a milkman. That happens on your route that has two hundred houses. Suddenly, if three percent of the houses a robe slips open, that's your whole day. That's your whole efficiency, man. I don't know. I don't think that gets talked about enough, and I'm glad I have a platform finally to stand up and say, think of the milkman. You know, I think you just have to work on your stamina, Sparky. Well, don't think that that's a relevant thing to the bit that I did, but... <sighs> I think it was. Because... <laughs> Yeah, I'm okay. I mean, okay. Wild thing to say. Is there an ad? Do we have an ad? Because I have okay, an ad. Okay, hit us with the ad, bud. This week's episode is sponsored by the Public Access <laughs> Channel. Have you ever wanted to put something on TV that nobody cares about? <laughs> well, guess what? Guess what, bucko? We're your guy, okay? You just pay us a little cash money up front. And we'll stream that shit. We got a guy who just runs on a treadmill and paints paintings. <laughs> That's the show. You can do anything. It's not a big deal, mm. okay? Get over it. It's 2021. Forget about it. And I have a, yeah, and I have a fucking gun. <laughs> and if you don't sign up to be on the public access channel, I'm going to kill you and your dog. <laughs> that is, that is, you tow a hard line. You tow a hard, hard line, but I'm glad. Exactly. Yeah, dude, I started a channel, or I started a, a show counting cr uh, grains of rice, because this guy fucking pulled a gun out on my dog, <laughs> and I was like, well, shit, now I gotta count rice or something. That's right. I. That's rice, actually. I have, that's the name of his show, That's Rice. And he does a really yeah. bad, uh, Ryan, will you do the theme song, which I believe is set to the, the, uh, melody of That's Life by Frank Sinatra. I was about to. We were on the same page. Why did you fucking ruin the bits? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry I'm, for I'm, I'm setting you up. I'm, Jeez. I'm, I'm fucking. I'm taking that and spiking it down. I'm spiking it down. Why would you do that? If you we were, were on the if same you were spiking page. It down. Also, if you were spiking it down, that would be a good thing because that's what they do in volleyball to get a point, dummy. I'm spiking <laughs> it down. Then hit, hit the, the tune. If you're spiking it down. Hang on, I'm thinking of another another song that. No, could possibly... why would you think of another song? We <laughs> were on the same it. page. I've never had somebody say. I've never had somebody say we're on the same page. So I'm turning mine. <laughs> because Sparky, I was already on the same page, but you didn't have to say the name <laughs> of the song. You didn't have to say the name of the song. How was I supposed to know? That's right. That's rice! <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Worth every penny. <laughs> Thank you to Public Access Channel. Um, boys, I met Homer Hickam. Cool. Yeah, that's sick, dude. Do Was you guys want nice to know? Uh, yeah. 
he was pretty cool. I met him. Um, uh, and I'd like to share some Homer Hickam facts that didn't make it into, uh, uh, that did not make it into October Sky. Are you ready to hear them? Yes, please. Um, he, he, in the epilogue of this film, we see that he worked on NASA's space shuttle and it says training astronauts. Um, now, the, uh, that might seem like he achieved his dream of becoming, you know, a rocket, a rocket boy. Uh, but in reality, what happened is he was working at NASA um, and saw the big pool that they use to train people, train astronauts for spacewalks because it's like zero gravity. And he said, rockets are dumb. I'm a scuba guy now. Um, and most of his like 15, 20 year career at NASA was just being like a scuba, basically a scuba instructor for astronauts. And um, and uh, after about 20 years of that, he got bored again and was like, mm, scuba's cool, but you know what else is cool? Dinosaurs. I'm going to be a dinosaur boy now. Uh, I'm going to go and use all of the royalty money um, from my book and movie about me, and I'm going to dig up dinosaurs. And that, to my, to the best of my knowledge, that's what he's been up to uh, for the past maybe decade. It's just being a dino boy. That's pretty sick. Did you discover any a, new dinosaurs? Um, the Homosaurus, of course. Wow. Um, but as far as movies, I would love to see uh, have have a uh, you know a a sequel. That's what I'm trying to get at. Um, I think it would be really sick if he uh, did a sequel to Rocket Boys about him realizing that rockets are not as cool as he thought and he wants to be a dino boy now. I think that would be a great movie. I think we should write it right now and you should play the main part, Sparky. And then we should release it on July 6th part. Ooh. Oh, is that the holiday that you made up about the movie Jurassic Park? (laughs) No, I'm just keeping the holiday alive. It was made by these two guys on YouTube, uh, Chris and Jack, I want to say. Oh, yeah, and, Smosh. Uh, I know Smosh. No, <laughs> no, not, not, not Smosh. Uh, Chris and Jack. Chris and Jack. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a small fan, you know, small fan. Not a big fan, small fan. But, mm. uh, yeah, they made that holiday. Keep the, keep the dream alive, you know? Sure. It looks like they did try to make a uh, a sequel and uh hickam sued universal studios for fraud and breach of contract over the rights so see this guy's so happy i'm telling you you think it's because he's greedy but really he knows that every dollar that he makes goes right into new dino dino stuff Dude, you win one science fair in 1956, and you're like, "Damn, bro! Everybody, everybody bows down to me." To bow, fuck. Uh, sorry, let me take that again. Yeah, go everybody ahead. bows down to me now. Yeah. Well, you're wrong on one account at least, because he won two science fairs. Okay, Bucko. One national science fair. <laughs> Interesting. He also, uh, I, I am also fairly certain that he is at least a part-time resident of my adopted town of Huntsville, Alabama. Um, which is pretty sick. Pretty sick, if you ask me. I don't know if anybody, anybody in any of those movies live in New Jersey. <laughs> oh, take that. 
I'll bet you some of them live in California, you dingus. I doubt it. With with taxes and Governor, Governor Newsom? Are you joking? Everybody's moving to Omaha, buddy. Get with the times. Hey, boys. Yo. Who's the yeah. boss? Ooh. I think it's Homer. I think I might have to agree with the obvious answer here, yeah. Yeah, dude. I, <laughs> I was scared to take another answer. I think he's I think he's sort of like been a boss his whole life. Like he just straight up bossed his whole life cuz he also had like a very long and distinguished career in the army um in Vietnam which not again super boss that's not so boss of him that's not their very boss well you'd think so you think so uh, you I, think I, so I, I don't i i don't support the vietnam war <laughs> i wouldn't oh, say <laughs> I, uh, of course not but you know of course sure okay so not homer hickam okay no, I, I'm still fine with him being the boss for this movie. No, 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 no. He was a war hero, which means that he shouldn't be the boss. I get it. I get where you're coming from. I think, Jesus I think it was his Christ. mom. <laughs> yeah, his mom was really cool. Ooh, yeah. She also had the best accent in the movie, so I'd be obliged to uh, agree with that one. I'm just not going to say anything for fear of being fucking ousted <laughs> from this podcast. <laughs> I don't care. I, I don't care what? about the army. I don't care. Oh. Anyway, um, Ryan, you got some raps for us, my man. Oh, uh, do I? Do we want to do Ryan's raps? Because we know how Mister Hickam feels about uh, musical productions of his his story. Right. Oh, wanna, this, is, this is very pro Hickam. Do we want to roll the dice? Well, I'm sure the the musical was also it's more of a rights issue it's more of a monologue but uh you know okay those happen in musicals too but i'm i'm willing to roll the dice tino are you in yeah i'm down are you ready yeah we're ready she packed my bags last night okay i see what's happening zero hour nine a.m and i'm gonna be high as a kite by then i miss the earth so much i miss my wife it's lonely Lonely out in space and such a timeless flight And I think it's going to be a long, long time till touchdown, touchdown brings me round and again to find. Get to find. I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, I'm a no, rocket man. no. A rocket man. A rocket man. Burning out his fuse up here alone. Rocket man. And I think it's going to be a long, long time till touchdown brings me round again to find. I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh, no, oh, no, no. no, no. no. I'm a rocket man. I'm a rocket man. A rocket man. Burning out his fuse up here alone. Rocket man. Mars ain't the kind of place to raise your kids. In fact, in fact it's cold as hell. It's cold as ice. And there's no one there to raise them if you did. Are and you going to do the whole song? I don't understand. Uh, I can stop dun, dun, at any dun, dun, point. Dun, 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 I can, I can feel, feel it coming here <laughs> tonight. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Sick, dude. It's funny that I yeah, thought I, we were going to get sued by Homer Hickam, but there was another very litigious secret British person that... Uh, Jack Black. You done did it. 
Um, <laughs> you done brought us. You done brought us to the final segment of milk or merlot. Mm. What do you think, boys? Honestly, I think it was a, a, a it was a decent bottle of wine, man. I enjoyed this movie. It wasn't half bad. What do you think, Ryan? It was good. You know, it was a, I, I'll give this one a solid Merlot. Um, Not top shelf, but way better than um, some of the Trader Joe's stuff you can buy. You know, I think that I, if, if you would have asked me before I rewatched this movie, I would have said Merlot in a heartbeat. Good movie. But after like, I don't know, being around people that got the sort of ruthless determination to do something as trivial as building rockets. Uh, and I've been around those people and like the lengths they go to, to do their projects. And also the rampant anti-union sentiment. I'm going to, I'm going to bump this down to a milk. I'm going to be honest. There are a lot of things that it didn't, it's a great movie, but there were a lot of things that just didn't sit right with me. You know, this, or maybe it's a wine that gives me the spins. How about that? That's fair. I understand that for sure. Yeah, the union thing was weird. Union thing was whack. I also think that uh, ignoring everyone to do something like build rockets is sort of sort of a silly, silly pursuit at the end of the day. Yes, yeah, Sparky, who could have ever thought that they could <laughs> actually do anything like that? I yeah. know, ridiculous. It is a ridiculous dream. Although I did have the realization that the one Southern dad that I know that forced his kids into a career actually forced them into rocket design, um, which is sort of a fun inversion of uh, of this movie, where it's a Southern dad forcing him to not build rockets. Well, you know, the Southerners love to be contradictory. So after this movie came out, it was probably everybody's dad was just like, go build a fucking rocket, you dumbass. Show them. Or they doubled down and were like, go go to the coal mines. Yeah. Well, you know, coal dying also in a coal mine. I don't work in a coal mine, but you do. Amen. Well, that leaves only one thing left to do, and that is to get them legs. Oh, 5.53. Wow. What was that? 5.53 is really good. I could have used the buildup on that one. I think you, I think wow. you messed this up, man. <laughs> I think that's the highest one too. Or aside from Galapagos, the the fucking king of legs for some right. reason. That's Damn. um thanks, I guess, for the legs. Um Yeah, yeah you. dude, you don't work hard enough, uh, so I gotta work hard for you and that means getting all the information out there as fast as humanly possible. So Yeah, sure. The legs, five point five three, opening weekend, five million nine hundred and five thousand. Domestic share? Oh, internationally. Oh, I'm not listening. I'm not listening either. I'm not listening. And uh, adjusted for inflation, the do- See, domestic that's, box See, that's why you that should is. probably... You know, we criticized you... We criticized you dollars. for doing it the other way and giving us the legs last. But I do think maybe... I do think maybe you should do it the other way around just because I stopped listening as soon as I heard the legs. Yeah. I'm actually on a flight to Cancun right now. Mm. God, do you believe these guys? Do you believe these guys? That's going to do it for October Sky. Um, Join us next week uh, on the 30th of December. Wait, no, that's now. Um, 
in the new year, you'll be joining us uh, when we will watch, drumroll please, the 13th warrior, a man having fallen in love with the wrong woman, is sent by the sultan himself on a diplomatic mission to a distant land as an ambassador. Stopping at a Viking village port to restock on supplies, he finds himself unwittingly embroiled in a quest to banish a mysterious threat in a distant Viking land. Um, this one's got uh, this one's got is got Antonio Banderas in it. Um, mm. Wow! Oh, and Omar Sharif. That's that's the name ah. I know. And then a bunch of names I don't know. Um, apparently based on a novel by Michael Crichton, famous climate change denier, Michael Crichton. And on that note, it's time to end. Thank you so much for listening. Boys, I hope you had a good holiday season. I hope you have a good new year. Um, you too, buddy. I'll talk to y'all in, uh, 2021. One week. Yeah, 2020. See you next year. Huh? Yeah, see you next year, boys. <laughs> see you next year, boys. <laughs> I've been your ho ho host, Sparky Shelton. And I've been your. Please, I'm freezing. Host, Tino Mickens. That's really good. Thank you. And as always, I'm Ryan. And now, 